Hello everyone and welcome back to Stupid Singleness. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Today's episode is Before He Comes where we talk about preparation before relationships or marriage. So let's just get into it. So the very first thing right out of the bat, right off the bat, is your relationship with Yahweh. That is number one. Takes place before anything or everything else. And getting that solid and that being your first pursuit and your first priority is the greatest thing that you can do. Is developing that relationship with the Father very strong. And that's through prayer, Bible, time, ministry, um, growing with other believers and having a really good balance between it all. Because if you ever have too much of either, it will throw you off balance. Life is about balance. It literally is. I picture life, if I could picture life as anything, it would be a scale because everything has to be balanced in life. Um, Keeping that in mind with this whole talk that we are doing today, everything has to be within proportions and balanced And that is the most important thing to keep in mind. So the number one thing that we do when we prepare before a relationship or marriage or whatever is relationship with a father. You get that strong, you have a good foundation. That needs to be your first relationship that you, I mean, you dive your heart, mind, body, soul into it. Um, because with a marriage, that's what you do. You give your whole mind, body, soul into this person. But if you don't have first your foundation, which is the father, you will be completely thrown off. A tree can't grow from leaves first. A tree grows from the seed first. So the seed needs to first be your relationship with the father. A house doesn't get built roof first and then the, the, the then like a basement or then a foundation no a basement and foundation is laid first and that needs to be the concrete relationship of the father just like the parables that Yeshua talked about the two houses one was built on sand one was built on the rock if you build your life on the rock which is Yeshua you could build a beautiful life with a relationship and marriage and, and ministry and your callings and pursuits and all this stuff. But first things first, I can't stress it enough, your relationship with a father. If you want that deep relationship, you can't give him just five minutes of your day either. I have been guilty of this in so many seasons of my life where I think I'm good if I just check it in, you know, check the box and it's done. But no, 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 no. That catches up with you after a while and you start feeling really, really drained. Um, So yeah, there's that. It's the same thing as if you are trying to get to know somebody for a relationship. You don't just spend five minutes with them. There ain't going to be a relationship if you don't (laughs) take more time to spend with that person. And so I actually think getting a deep relationship with a father already puts you in a good place of knowing how to develop a relationship with a potential spouse. So there's that number one thing. Second, pursue the calling that you feel the father calling you to do. That is in your gifting, your talent, your anointing. 
I believe that marriage is you have a calling, I have a calling, and the Father is calling us both to work that together. It is a similar view. It's a similar goal. It's a similar vision that we both have, and we are going to carry it for the kingdom in a greater way because one person's not going to do it by themselves. I have you, you have me. We will accomplish greater things that we could even imagine. So get to know yourself. Get honest with yourself. And those times when you are seeking the Father, also seek Him. Father, what is my calling? What is my gifting? What is my talent? What is my anointing that you have put on my life that only I can do and the reason why I'm alive? Everybody is here for a reason. And you got to find out what that reason is or else you will live. You could live through life. You can get through life. Yeah. But it's not in the abundance that Yeshua says he wants to give us. He says, I want to give you an abundant life. That abundant life is found in doing your calling, your talent, your, your, your anointing. So that's the next thing that I, I say and I have learned. <clears throat> that is the greatest. That's the second greatest thing that you can do. Emotional, mental, and spiritual stability. <laughs> I don't think any of us could say that we're real stable. We all have some turbulent times. But I I have a goal to get as stable as possible. <laughs> possible is the word. Because in my turbulent times, if I am pretty well stable, I know where I'm going to turn to. And it is the Father. In my times where I'm having a moment... You're not going to just turn to, you know, fleshly things that are going to fill it for a moment and, you know, try to solve your own problems, which whenever I've tried to solve problems myself or tried to, in my unstable moment, find comfort in um, watching a Netflix show or um, eating or just even mindlessly scrolling or whatever it could be, it doesn't work. So becoming emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as stable as possible. Now, this one's not like, I, I, I think we all are going to not be perfect in this area because we have to have a savior. And in those imperfection moments, he makes us perfect. So if you're failing in that, it's okay. You have a savior that's going to help you. But at the same time, try to discipline yourself to be like, okay, I am going to get my emotions in check. They're not going to rule me. I will rule my emotions. I will be in control of them. They're not going to just be able to just, I will change with the wind. And all of a sudden I'm completely different. I will have a sound mind because the father says, for I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That's emotional, that's mental, spiritual stability. Um, so you claim those things and you're like, okay, I'm going to work this out. I'm going to, I'm going to get this in control because also a fruit of the spirit is self-control. So there is a part of us that do need, that does need to have that, you know, okay, rein this in. I, I need to get this in order. So that's another one. Um, health. Our health is our wealth. That's something my mom has taught me since I can remember. She has said that. Oh my goodness, I can't count how many times. Your health is your wealth. So going into a relationship or marriage healthy is a step of a step ahead. It is a step of like I mean it is a blessing. 
Um, now, am I saying you have to be perfect? Again, no, I'm, I'm not saying these things to make you feel bad or to make you feel critical or f- start worrying. No, 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 no. I'm sharing these things because I'm learning them myself. I mean, if you can help it, and I mean, you don't have to, if you don't have to go out to eat and you could cook something at home, if you could learn to have a little more self-control, um, don't eat 10 cookies, eat four, you know, it's, it's a matter of health and it's honestly, I think one of the greatest things is, you know, you have self-control over food and you're not controlled by it. Now for me, my failures in food is carbs and chocolate. Um, those are my, my, my (laughs) weak points. Um, a good piece of like homemade bread or, oh, it it just is a downfall. And the chocolate, oh, chocolate is just so good. But sometimes I eat too much chocolate or I eat too much bread, you know, healthy, all things in proportion, all things in balance is not bad. But I'm saying get a, before you get into a relationship, try to get your health to the utmost that you're, you're possibly can. Because that is a blessing. Um, finances is another one. Girls, if you're like me, you dream of marrying a guy that has money. <laughs> I mean, not everybody does, but you know, we all have this idea. It would be nice to be a stay-at-home, you know, wife, mother, and you don't have to worry about money and, you know, it's coming in and stuff like that. But that's not always the case and that honestly should never be the first thing that you look at in a guy because a man can be wealthy in the spirit and it's way better than him being wealthy in his bank account and yet he has no spirit I would take a man broke in the bank but rich in the spirit way before I would take a rich guy but broke in the spirit and that is, again, that's why this is one of the le- last things. It's not like the most important, but it is good to get into a rhythm of healthy spending and not being in crazy debt if you can help it. Um, getting that in order. Because in Proverbs 30, uh, 31, it says her husband's heart can trust in her. So we want to be able to go into a relationship being trustworthy of money. We don't want to get into a relationship and he has to worry that that card of his is going to get swiped all the time and he's going to need to make extra money because it's going to get spent so fast and he has to worry about pleasing you. And the money, honestly, is actually the reasons why the majority of people get their divorces. I, I, I think that's a crazy thing. Because in the world, they are so caught up in having monetary things and earthly things and possessions that if you don't have it, well, then this isn't going to work. We're too caught up in money (laughs) that we don't look at the true riches, which is the spirit and the inner person. Um, So for me, I... 
have had to learn through some bad business decisions and also <laughs> just bad decisions in life when I could have saved that money instead of just going blown that money you know I have had to learn some pretty rough lessons but we all have had to do that and it's okay we need to learn those lessons and we're not going to be perfect when you get in a relationship or after marriage you're still going to make mistakes in all ways but you know because you're going to spend when you shouldn't have spent and you know oh man I probably shouldn't have bought that but I did I'm so sorry um but if we can already establish a healthy relationship with money going into relationship he was or he's already going to have a peace of mind knowing that you have some knowledge about how to be smart with money um next thing is convictions and beliefs what convict what convictions do you hold what beliefs do you stand up for um you know having conviction about things is very important having conviction about uh biblical things and then even er, uh, politics or or i know culture having you know convictions on that modesty standards um whatever it could be i mean there's an endless list of things that it could be uh but having some convictions is good and having some beliefs that you will stand up for and stand behind uh no second guessing it is very important to have too goal setting be a goal setter set goals um get get real with yourself get a vision um and if Yahweh comes in is like hey that's I don't you know that's not part of my plan change it immediately seek him seek him seek him seek him seek him seek him for his will in all things and 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 that's that will lead you but be a goal setter um it's better to make a mistake than to never take a leap of faith out there and do something. Um, It's better to, you know, he's like, hey, you know, that wasn't part of my plan. You kind of need to change that. And then you do. And then it's good. Then you get on track again. Um, Relationship with others. That is important. Your relationship with, first and foremost, your family. Secondly, your friends. And thirdly, people in the store and people in ministry, whatever it be. If your relationships you don't take seriously, then how are you going to take being in a relationship with a potential spouse seriously? If you're not kind to that stranger, how are you going to be kind to anyone else if you're not kind to your brother sister father mother uh cousin aunts uncles you know how are you going to be kind to your husband to your fiance to the person you're in a relationship with your relationship reflects highly and I think it's a very thi- a big, big, big thing that we need to look at whenever you're, you're looking at a potential spouse. Um, your relationship with yourself. That sounds weird, but hear me out. If you don't like you, if you don't love you, how are you going to receive love from anyone else? 
the the greatest Bible verse or the greatest um, commandments. Yeshua himself said is number one: love Yahweh with all your heart, heart without with all of your <laughs> heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. I think it's funny. It's so funny how he didn't just end it in love your neighbor. No, he he ended it in at in as you love yourself because you gotta love yourself you gotta love yourself the relationship you have with you needs to be healthy because if you don't got a good relationship with you how are you gonna like anybody else (laughs) i mean honestly we gotta we gotta get honest with that if we don't like us if we don't like spending time just by yourself and if you don't like you If you can't look in that mirror and say, my goodness, I am amazing. Not in pride, in seeing the beautiful creation that Yahweh has made, that you carry his image, just like, I mean, all of humans carry his image, but you look at yourself and you're like, wow. Yes, other flaws, eh, some things I just eh, don't really care for. Yes, that's fine. But overall, man, I love myself. Relationship with others and relationship with yourself. Very important things. Another thing is, and I was talking to my sisters about these things. And I told them because my one sister is 16. My other one is uh, almost 13. And I said, well, girls, you're still kind of, you're still young. But Aaliyah, which is my older sister, I said, you know, you're getting older and you can already start thinking of these things. Eliana can too, but she's still young. Um, and for each child, I do believe they're in different seasons and stages. Some grow up faster than others and they start thinking of things way sooner than others. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You have to just really, honestly, you have to grow with each child. Um, and that's for a different episode. Um, (laughs) we can talk about children and, you know, talking about it with children and things like that. But, um, for my sisters, I said, Aaliyah, you could even start on this, and that is making a list of things that you desire in a man, things that you'd wish and things that you pray for, things that you desire to see in a man that you hope Yahweh will bring to you one day. Again, none of these are permanent, I don't think, unless it's about salvation and critical things. But the ins and outs, the little things about his height, his, his, uh, what he likes and uh, those type of things that are very personal to you. Salvation is never a questionable thing, period. Salvation is number one, and there is no question mark on that one. Um, but all the other things of like his favorite color, his, you know, does he listen to country music? Does he listen to rap? You know, it, it's those things because I've heard things like, I won't marry a guy he listens to listens to country music, so I'm there's no way of of me marrying him. Um, or or here's another. Oh, this one's like really popular. Unless he's taller than six foot, I am not gonna marry him. Girls, I think we all can agree. We've all had our time that we thought that we would not be with a guy unless he's over six foot. We have all had those moments, but those things are up open to change 
But get down what you're looking for in a guy. There's nothing wrong with that. Even if it is, he has to be over six foot tall. Yahweh is a good father. And he says he'll give us the desires of of our heart. Now, that might not be everything. But it could be. There's nothing impossible for him. But if it's not, he knew... He knew that the man you're supposed to be with is perfect for you. He's a good father. If you let him lead you in all things, when you're making this list of the things that you're looking for in a man, let him lead you in it. I have made so many lists and changed them and rewrote them and worked them out. So make those lists because it helps you to see. And then also make a list of what you don't want. Your red flags, your deal breakers. You gotta have that. Because if you if you're just like, I don't know, just gonna just figure it out. I don't know. No, there better be. Hey, if you're addicted to por- pornography and if you don't change it, no, we're not getting a relationship. Hey, if you are, you know, all these things, you gotta have deal breakers. Um you gotta have the red flags because that's not saying that that person is a is you know horrible you're gonna just a terrible person no it's just you're not gonna be the one for me um I pray for you hope you have a good life and I hope you get help or whatever it is but you gotta have your good list which you're looking for and your bad list that you're looking to stay away from so yeah there's those and I would honestly probably like to do it another one of these because I kind of want to go into detail a little bit more about these things because I'm really rushed through all this but I don't want to rush through it I would like to maybe go through them a little bit more um but here these are that's a list of some of the things I have learned in my 26 years um especially these past I would say three years to four years of really thinking about marriage um I've thought more about marriage in the past three to four years than I have ever thought about marriage. Um, And so these are the things that I've learned through my journey of what you need to do before he comes. Um, And yeah, I hope that you can learn something. And please, 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 I am open to learning. These are not like the commandments. You have to follow these things. No, be open. Flow with the spirit. Let the spirit lead you and guide you in all things. Seek him. Seek him. Seek him. Seek him. Seek him. I cannot say say it enough. I can't stress how being close to the father is the answer to all things. Um, And if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, I, I see you. I feel you. Listen. We all have our bad seasons. We all have good seasons. Even in the Bible, it says there's a time of war. There's a time of love. There's a time of refraining. There's a time of embracing. There's a time for everything under the sun. If you're in a hard place, I want to encourage you, fall to your knees. Even if you don't know how to pray. Even if you don't know what to say. Just that act of getting on your knees, opening your arms, and just saying his name. Yahweh, I need you. Please fill me with your spirit. That's enough. That's enough. You don't have to have some long, drawn-out prayer to get his attention. Sometimes it's just 
be still and know that he is Yahweh. That's enough. He is enough. We have to be able to humble ourselves, though, to that point of being on your knees, on your face even, and just say, you are Yahweh. And that is the greatest place to be before you get married, is on your face, crying out to the Father, Father, make me the best me that you planned for me to be. I don't want to be the mediocre. I don't want to be just the me that gets by. Make me who you want me to be, not who I want to be. And that is the greatest thing that I encourage all of us, myself included, because I will probably go and re-listen to this podcast myself. That is what we need to do. So before he comes, get on your knees, get on your face, and open your heart just to say, Father, this heart of here, right here, my mind up here, my spirit here, I open it all up to you. I rip it open for you. Empty me of all that is not of you. Because also, girls out there listening to this, or whoever you are, our preparation for marriage here on earth is just a small image of the preparation we need to be doing for our coming bridegroom, which is Yeshua. So the small acts that we learn with preparing for an earthly spouse is a small reflection of what we need to be doing on a broader scale for our coming bridegroom, who is Yeshua, who's coming back one day. So I encourage you, first and foremost, to get on your face, get on your knees, and cry out to the Father for His Spirit to flood you. And that's, that's the answer to how do I prepare before a relationship before marriage. Anyway. I will talk to you guys next Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. And may the spirit just flood you this weekend. And may you feel it in your heart. Anyway, I will talk to you next Friday. Have a good weekend.